stereo. Hello. Inspiration. Hey, welcome back everyone. This is Unchained Inspiration. I'm your host, Reese Seven. The title of today's link is The Smile Inside My Head. I have been really exploring the idea of kind of unburdening yourself and allowing yourself to have a clearer mind. Last week, we sat down with Kate and talked about freeing yourself from the raccoon trap and just knowing what to let go of. And it's so important to be able to let go of everything. Uh, this week, I came across a, a quote from Confucius, which simply states, life is really simple, but we insist on making it complicated. Now, when I came across that quote, I could only think of one person in my life, Audrey. She, I've known Audrey pretty much my entire life. She has been a wonderful family friend and someone that I really derive inspiration from because she has always kind of told us and reminded us that we're over overcomplicating everything and we've got to basically simplify it and bring it down a notch and today I happen to be able to catch her at her farmhouse and be able to catch up with her Audrey how are you doing tonight I'm doing just great how are you I am really excited to actually get to speak to you about this simplification mindset that you've got well, I'm glad you thought of me when you uh, wanted to. So when I think about all the stories that you've shared with us, I can't help but think that some of your ability to keep things simple and make sure that you're not overcomplicating everything was you were raised in a military family. Well, yes, I was. And, and I mean, that certainly led to a lot of a lot of organized kind of pre-programmed style of living but I don't know if that's where my thoughts came from and my and my change in my life I mean I went I was one of those people that that was constantly you know trying to do more do more get more you know just be on top of everything all the time and and I mean it pretty much pushed me nearly over the edge at one point in my life and and I had to say, you know, people can't live like this. I can't live like this anymore. And, and I have to find some way to slow it down and back, back it off a bit. So, you know, I, I had to look far inside myself, really, to find out what's the most important things, you know, and what makes me happy. I wasn't always this this all together (laughs) um but i've got to say you know having less on your mind and and having less pressure and less less um you know little things constantly nagging at you that's where that's where the biggest changes began to happen in my life i mean like i say i was just overdoing everything and trying to be everything to everybody all the time and it just it just wasn't working yeah I mean darn near killed me at one point so 
you know, my life is, is quite a bit different now, and I'm a whole lot happier now the way the way things have become. And I have slowed down tremendously just in my my home life and even my work life. I've become way more organized in my work life, you know, so that I can schedule and plan things a lot simpler. Let's put it that way. Where were you when you had this moment that you needed, that you recognized you needed to just put the brakes on things and slow it down a bit? Okay, well, the, there was two times, okay? So the first time in my life that happened was when, I mean, I was quite a bit younger. I had two little ones in the house, and and of course, you know who they are. And, Absolutely. And I was trying to work full-time. I was trying to be the full-time mom, you know, the full-time wife, and, you know, just trying to get ahead at the same time. I mean, I, I was your typical woman you know of the time so to speak Mm -hmm. and 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 i wound up you know very sick with cancer and and uh you know it was it was just a real eye-opener to me that you know we just we can't live like this we're not meant to to be that overfilled (laughs) i don't know a better way of putting that well it makes a lot of sense that you've topped yourself right up and you you can't even breathe well yeah and i mean and sooner or later it's going to affect you mentally physically and emotionally and it's and it's gonna it's gonna cause big harm you know and and, i mean i came to that realization years ago when when the kids were little so i did you know even at that time i did know that i had to make a change and and I did make some changes, but of course, you know, it, it, it didn't take anything away, really. And, you know, being so wrapped up in, in everyday life, I was, you know, I really didn't have the time, which is, you know, kind of ironic. It <laughs> to, is ironic. To even give it a whole lot of thought and actually make a plan to do something about it. So, you know, life carried on and kept on going and lots of changes and you know, lots of accomplishments along the way, but uh, it just, it just never really, it never really took the front burner, you know, so I, so I didn't really make the big changes that I needed to, and, and of course, you know, eventually it caught up with me again, and, and of course, that was, that was, you know, a real, a real eye-opener, because I was overdoing it even more, and that was when we lived here already. And and I was trying to run a business, you know, that should have had at least two or three different people, you know, operating it all at the same time because there was too much, too much for me, my one self. So, I mean, I had to, I had to give that up just because I couldn't do it by myself. And that's when I started really looking at, you know, how can I make my happy life and not kill myself doing it. So that's when I started picking and choosing what, you know, what is the most important things that make me happy. And I had to really look, you know, what are those things that make me happy? And I think people need to, to, you know, really sit down and have a good talk with themselves about that sometime. 
I think that's I probably think the hardest talk you could ever have with really takes the time. Mm-hmm. I, I really think that's one of the hardest talks that you could ever have with yourself. We, right now, I'm actually having a talk with my myself regarding this. Um, I've, uh-huh. I've been put to a 30 day challenge, uh, over the last week here of basically kind of going through the house and through my personal life and everything and start to discard and organize and finish 30 projects. And so the day one was pretty simple. I ended up getting a shed so I could organize my backyard and every day you have to add a new thing to it. So day two, I ended up selling two oars for canoeing. I have to ramp it up each day. So I'm really forced to kind of look at what's around me and figure out if it's a value, how do you organize it and find a, an actual home that it's no longer living on your head or you get rid of it and, and free yourself of that, that mental burden. it's all about it's 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 taking away the things that don't really matter and the things that aren't the most important and really prioritizing what you feel is important and 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 not just today but you know tomorrow and a year or you know two or five years down the road kind of thing you have to really you know pay attention to what means something to you absolutely and then and then, and then, like you say, make a plan to, to you know, get certain things done. You know, and, and I mean, not sure either, cause, because that defeats the whole purpose. You have, to, you have to be very forgiving of yourself that, you know, like, you know, I might make a list of these, you know, three things I want to get done today. But if I don't get them all done... That's fine. If I only just, you know, got the dishes washed, that's good enough. I had to, I had to learn to tell myself that you don't necessarily have to get all these things done, but make a list every day and just see what you can do. Because one day you're going to feel inspired to do all sorts of stuff and maybe you'll just go like crazy mm-hmm. and, you know, get, get your whole list done. But the next day, you might feel like a bag of you-know-what and, yeah. and, <laughs> and just have no energy and, and, you know, like getting out of bed is, is enough for you and getting dressed or whatever. But even if you can just get one thing done a day, then you're still moving forward, you know, and, and at the same time, you're not feeling bad or guilty about not accomplishing you know, whatever that list says, the list is just there to keep you organized Mm -hmm. and, and stay, you know, stay mindful of what your priorities actually are, the ones you've made. Right. So, so, and again, you know, that brings, that brings immense calmness into my life is, is knowing that I don't have to. You know, I mean, there are the things that I have to do. If I have work, I have to work, you know. And, and if, you know, animals need certain care, I have to take care of that. Mm-hmm. But, be, but beyond that, I can pick and choose and not feel super pressured. I always have days, you know, when, when I do accomplish a lot, 
now that I feel just thrilled with myself <laughs> because, oh my gosh, I had, you know, a great, great day, you know, but I, but I don't have to, I know in my, in the back of my head, I don't have to have that. And I think that's where a lot of the, the general calmness and, and feeling of simplicity comes from because I have made choices to take over achieving out, you know, Absolutely. Uh, the, Get my drift. <laughs> I, I do. And it's actually, it kind of falls into a quote that I came across as well with, from William James. The art of being wise is the art of knowing what to overlook. And you're living that. You, you've, yep. you've put out the list of what you would ideally in a perfect day want to accomplish, but you recognize that there's, there's things on that list that you have permission to overlook. They can just be added to tomorrow's list. That's right. That's exactly right. And I mean, all of this is, is, is where my happiness comes from. And like I said, you know, I've never been happier. You know, the, the way things have changed in my life and the, the slow down of my life. I'm super I curious. I, I never realized a person could actually slow down, be the happier for <laughs> you know, just never made sense to me before, not having lived it. Well, and I think that's where I'm at, is the idea of giving myself that permission to just slow things down just enough to savor it. And I'm really curious, Audrey, to know how how do you describe happiness? Okay, that is my my main object in life, happiness. Okay? And I think it is everyone's main object in life and a lot of times they just don't realize that's what they're after mm -hmm. because they're so busy wrapped up in you know trying to get and do and overachieve and so on and so forth but happiness to me is uh how can i put this it's a calmness it's a peacefulness it's when i can smile inside my head then i'm happy and I have that a lot now, well, almost all the time. You know, even when things aren't going perfectly, I, I, I look for happy. I look for happy things. You know, even if I'm having a bad day or, you know, not feeling great, I still, I still, you know, I'll go and look at my plants and, and they make me happy. I'll smile at them because, because they look happy. You know, if my plants look happy, I'm happy. And my kids, you know, if they're having happy times, well, I'm definitely having happy times. That makes me smile. And if I'm out in public, you know, or doing my job or whatever, if I can make one person smile, that just brightens my day right up. And that's all it takes. It's just a smile. So I go around and I share my smiles in, a, in an effort to get smiles back. And it works fabulously. It's like a smile exchange. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So no matter, no matter what your day is looking like, you know, if you run off your feet or, or if you're just wandering around aimlessly, smiling at people and, and getting a smile back is just, it brings that happy. And I mean, the more things you can think of, that are going to bring that happy in a day, the happier you're going to be, ultimately. 
So that's that's what happiness is to me. I love it. I'm, it, I'm going to steal some of that. <laughs> it doesn't take much. It doesn't cost anything. No, they always and, say and, the and simple. Again, it's a part of that simple. Mm-hmm. That, that simpleness, eh? Exactly. They always say that's, uh if you can find, you, you often find happiness in the simplest of things. And that's mm-hmm. genuine happiness that actually resonates deep inside you. And, and I love the part where you emphasized where you, you can smile inside your head. Like, I've never really visualized what happiness was until you you said that. And that's exactly, yeah, I've experienced that a few times in my life. Everyone, I believe, has experienced genuine happiness, but it's, 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 it's holding on to it and, and keeping your finger on that pulse of that smile always inside you. Yeah. And that's, that's all I'm saying. I mean, like, no matter how your day is going, you, you have to purposely make the choice to, like, inside your head to, to you know, want to look at or smell or see, you know, taste something or something that just gives you happiness. You know, and, and I mean, it could be a chocolate chip cookie or, you know. It doesn't have to take much. It's not required for it to be something, you know, extra. It it can be just the simplest things, like like a a flower showing up on a on a little plant, or or maybe a cloud in the sky that you know fascinates you. But, but like nature itself is is just a has a great abundance. Of things to make people happy, and they and they just ignore it all, all the time. Yeah, so that, I I, you know. <laughs> I I agree with you. It's like one of the, my favorite things to do is either hop on a bicycle and go for a rip through the paths here, or what I've really discovered has been something I, I've known for a while that I've always been attracted to it, but it's kayaking. And so I will often ask uh, someone to drop me off outside the city limits and I will just kayak the river down through uh, all the way until we get to the boat launch down at Strathcona Park and I'll have someone meet me down there and pull the kayak. And I'm not paddling hard. I'm not really there to make any records in speed because I just am observing and being one with nature. And what I like about being on the river is there's no one else walking beside you or cycling past you that distracts you. You are, you can feel the water, you, you feel the air temperature, the sounds, everything. And I think that's also my calling for being on a motorcycle is it's just those barriers have dropped down beside you and you're, you're Mm -hmm. part of nature and it just stirs you. So so you're, you're just telling me right there that empty openness that you're that you're entering into is something that makes you very happy mm-hmm. you know and and it's something you want to you want to fit in wherever you can because that's what that's what it's about it's it's about fitting in the things that really make you happy like i'm looking outside my house right now at my two dogs and they're just staring at me <laughs> and their faces <laughs> their faces it's all it takes to make me happy. 
the look on their faces. Oh, isn't that the truth? I we just yeah. adopted a, a husky cross here from the reserves, and we he's now turned nine months, and he's just over ninety pounds. And uh, when I when I'm greeted by him in the morning, or he's oftentimes the last thing I see going to bed because he sleeps on my side of the bed. He just puts a smile on my face, even if he's been in the typical puppy and tore your favorite shoe apart he just he he makes me laugh <laughs> yeah. like yeah yeah it can just it, the, the happiness is still there even mm-hmm. with the ripped up shoe <laughs> so do you find this level of happiness like we we seem to have a lot in common on the personal level for happiness where do you find your happiness when you go to work oh now, that's a different kind of happiness. Okay, I get, because of what I do for a living, I, I you know, test people for drugs and alcohol and whatnot. Um, you're a real party killer, aren't you? <laughs> sorry, sorry? <laughs> you're, a, you're a party killer if you're testing for drugs and alcohol. Yeah, I'm testing other people for drugs oh, and okay, alcohol. Oh, okay, gotcha. So, so, when I get to work, Okay, so there's there's certain things that make me happy and certain things that that just, you know, like I just have to get through them, you know. So I guess, you know, when I turn my computer on and it actually comes on and does what it's supposed to, that's that's a happy right there. <laughs> you know, and and I notice it, you know, like it means something to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't it's not just you know, I assume it's going to work. I'm always happy when it does, you know. When I'm around, you know, the, the other people in the office, you know, and they're having a good day, because we always want to know how, how each other's day is going, you know, when they're, when they're having a good day, it makes me smile inside. You know, it makes me happy, you know, because, I mean, everybody has their stressful days and their good days. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, that's a part of what helps make my day better. You know, if I'm out and about and, and you know, dealing with different whatever around town and things are going well, you know, that's enough to make me happy. I can go home, you know, fully satisfied with, with what went on. It's, it's really a balance when I'm out, when I'm out and about and when I'm working. Mm-hmm. Because because when you have to bring other people into the situation, you don't you don't have control over your own happiness as much, you know, because because of the environment you're in. You know, when you're on your own at home, you can you can kind of control that environment a lot more. Right. So, I guess it works. It's just again, it's the simple things that make me happy. It's you know, someone else's smile. It's when when things go smoothly, you know, I'm going to be so much more cheerful and happy inside. And, and uh, you know, when <laughs> even, even down to the point of, like, if someone has a good test or a bad test, you know, when somebody has a bad test, well, you know, it's, that's not hap- a happy place to be for me or them, you know. You- but, but when they have good tests and everything comes out nice, you know, that's happy for them, which makes me happy. Do you have any memorable stories of when it wasn't a happy delivery for a negative test? Oh, yes. (laughs) I mean, it goes with the job. (laughs) 
but but you know like those are the things that I push through you know you get through those and mm-hmm. and, and 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 you and again you know when I leave work I, I leave and I, my drive home is, is the lengthy one so you know all the way home I'm looking for for happy thoughts you know and happy things and you know, what I'm seeing along the way you know and just just to just to turn that back around and I make a point that wherever I am is I'm always if there's things that aren't making me happy I'm I'm really consciously looking for things that will make me happy <laughs> you almost have to train yourself to think that way and it, it, you, you can't just learn it overnight you I mean it took me years to pinpoint I guess where you can where you can take the moments or the seconds even to to pay attention to something else because really that's what it is it's 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 forcing yourself to pay attention to something else that'll more likely make you happy mm-hmm. and i mean it could be something in a store window you know for as little as you know it might be or it might be or it might be watching something get built you know like there's it it every individual because of the environment they've grown up in and have experienced will always have different kinds of things that make them happy like what makes me happy you know isn't going to make you happy necessarily no exactly and so on and so on and so forth with with anybody you're around i have even close to you I, know and, yeah. and you can't <clears throat> um impose your happiness on other people that is an important thing you know the next person even if it's a person who's close to you may have total disregard for for that particular thing and it may mean nothing to them so you always have to look inside your own self and and pay attention that's really what it is is you're paying attention to yourself I mean, we're taught as we're growing up, pay attention, pay attention, pay attention. Mm-hmm. And you're taught to pay attention to all kinds of... Everything of external and interact, nothing... Int- interactive things. Yeah. But whoever teaches you to pay attention inside your own head, it's not a taught thing. No. And nobody... <laughs> you're right Nobody it's it's always an external really <laughs> it's always external that you pay attention to and you always forget that the internal has a voice too uh uh-huh. it, it's allowing yourself to be still long enough to actually hear what your your heart has to say yeah and that and that's really that's really where my turning point came in my life is is being able to spend enough time by myself and because it takes you really do have to take the time and really attention to what's going on in your own mind and mm-hmm. in your own heart, like you say. I have and that. That, I that have. to me is where the happiness lies. Yeah. I have one more quote for you. So okay. it's by Erica Oppenheimer. Having a clear mind and a clear space allows you to think and act with purpose. And I think that completely sums up exactly what you're saying with allowing yourself to be still and quiet long enough to like Uh clear your mind, clear yourself of distraction and get into 
living with purpose. Yes, absolutely. And I mean, it, it sounds easy enough to do, but when you're wrapped up in life, you know, when you're doing everything the way society says you should be doing it, you don't even have the time to look inside your own self and even try to pay attention to what matters to you, what means anything, what what's going to give you any kind of happiness because you're always in such a rush. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I noticed that in the last few months here since I've been doing this podcast, my schedule's been ramping up and it's getting busier with work and and all of my other projects that I started to notice that I was losing connectivity with myself and losing that true understanding of where everything was happening on the internal side of myself and it mm-hmm. it, it was a, it's really upsetting when you wake up and you just feel like you've entered a race and you go to bed and you know you got to try and rest but your mind won't shut off because you're thinking of everything that it's it's i'm i'm now actually having to schedule time to allow myself to come down and allow the allow the noise of the environment to like disappear for me yeah Um, yeah and that's really what you've got to do is is you've got it you've got to take take your own time to shut it down and just and just be with yourself mm -hmm. you know and a lot of people don't want to just be with themselves. I mean, there was years I went through that I didn't want to be because, again, that's a whole other subject. You know, when, you, when you've had a troubled time of it or tragedy, you know, hits or, you know, anything like that, the last thing you want to do is be with yourself. You want to get out of yourself mm-hmm. and you want to forget about what's going on in there. You want to avoid thinking about, about you know, what's nearest right now. So, you know, there's that too. There's the, you know, getting over, over tragedies, grief and what have you. That's, uh, that's a tougher one because, because you have to let yourself go through it first before you can slow down and be with yourself again. And I mean, I've been through that a lot too, you know, and, and just, just had to, had to find you know, go back and find myself after I've, you know, been through the whole, the whole, whatever the word is for that, you know, the, the whole getting over of whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Finding closure. Yes. Yes. Well, yeah, I, gotta, I hate. You've got to do that work first. I, I hate to do this, Audrey. Our, our conversation is so good. Um, we're coming to time now, and I didn't even get a chance to rattle your chain. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so I'm so disappointed well, because another I t- another time. <laughs> yes, because at the end of all of my segments, I like to rattle my guest chain and see what what kind of opportunity I can kind of rattle loose on collaborating with them and seeing if we can do something artistically or creatively in the future together. And so you, you're going to have to think on it. And the next time I have you on, uh, I'm going to rattle your chain first off so we can like come up with some collaboration to work together. Sounds great. 
I appreciate your time this evening. I look forward to the next time. Everyone, this has been Smile Inside My Head. I look forward to seeing you all back here next week. This is Reese Seven, signing out. Jennings. Stand by.